when you said you wanted a 12 inch i'm like man i do too wouldn't that be nice (laughs) it just takes so long to do a full length movie here's what you should call it you should call it the current last one Okay. Yeah. So I can do the retirement tour. Yeah. The current um, last movie. The current last movie. Yeah. This is Professor Feather. This is your gerrymandering, uh, bureaucratic, uh, bombastic baffle gag. (laughs) (laughs) This is Dr. Head, and you're listening to the swinging sounds of the sousaphone. (laughs) (laughs) And this is... The Blue Fez, and together we bring you. Who is doing that? Hammond Organ Jive. Man, that's great. Dr. Tar, take it away. Okay. Breathy episode is about the Unholy Three, the original version, which was filmed twice by the same director. Oh no, it was not the same director. I take that back. Uh, anyway, it is the first film with Todd Browning and Lon Chaney Sr. Before they created eight more during the silent era before Chaney's uh, death. <laughs> Anyway, tonight, uh, The Unholy Three, um, it's the first of Browning's uh, bizarre criminal romantic movies, and um, of course, Cheney's great as always, but uh, it also uh, had, uh, who is the, who is the small person's name? What was his name? Um, Harry Earls. Eric Earls was also in Freaks and uh, also Todd Browning joint. Yes, yeah. Todd Browning. Yeah. And uh, I think that the strong man in the sound version is also the strong man that's in Freaks also. Yes, I think so. It's a different. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Victor, Victor McLaughlin is the sound man or is the strong man in the first one. Strong man in, in the. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he he went on to have a, a long career. Yeah, playing so, strongman. So. Okay, well, yeah. So, what do you guys think of this? I mean, I, you know, I like the, I picked it. I also like the histrionics of it. I, I like seeing these things, and uh, Prime seems to have a lot of these. So, well, I'll say this: it's the best. Uh, it's the best ventriloquism act I've ever seen. The guy's and a silent movie, never yeah, moved. So <laughs> Well, well, why why don't we uh, why don't we give a little backstory on the movie? So, um, do uh, Tar? Do you want do you want to do this? Or? Oh no, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. So, 
the, the, the basic plot of this movie starts out in a sort of sideshow, which knowing Todd Brown, that you're like, ah, oh, well, this is well-toned territory. Um, and Cheney is playing Professor Echo, who is a does a ventriloquist act. And Harry Earls is uh, Tweedledee. Was that right? He, he's yeah. just like a midget. And um, uh, McLaughlin is playing Hercules, the, the sideshow strongman. And together, the the three of those, uh, three of these characters, kind of and like... Woman, or, uh, what oh, was yeah, Rosie, right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but... but but she's not part of the unholy three. I think she's just kind of like a side. Well, she was a pickpocket at the beginning. So yeah. Yeah. But they, they decided. But she they, was a woman. She couldn't be a part of the unholy three. <laughs> That's right. Um, they It'd they be want an a ungodly person. Yeah, they, they want. <laughs> so they they just they form uh, an alliance where they're they're going to use their their specific specific skills to get, help get money millions and and in a rather well shot scene. Um, I will say I love the the shadow play on the wall. They decide <laughs> to call themselves the Unholy Three, which I'm kind of like, well, you're just stealing from people that's not really that unholy so breaking only one of the commandments yeah only one tenth unholy and And that even that even crops up later in the movie yeah about about, you know deviating from from the the norm yeah and and their their shtick is um they 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 own a, a pet store and um yeah that that's how they get their wealthy patrons in that's how they pick their marks by having the birds speak <laughs> yeah hey, um, pretty lady. But not speak yeah. because it's the ventriloquist right Echo <laughs> right. Here, right here's Who's... my only here's my only criticism the only thing i'm going to say about this movie really that that my only criticism lon cheney man of a thousand faces we only got to see one goddamn face <laughs> I, 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 felt, I, I felt gypped two faces you got to see no two. no one no, too, because he did the grandma and he did yeah. when he was still Echo. Yeah, but is that really a, a different face? He's no, wearing glasses. Nah, He's meant, wearing glasses. Yeah. yeah. But no, no, right. Unfortunately, seeing him is in his real face, I would opt to go back to. I see why he, he was a man of a thousand faces. <laughs> Sorry. What? Yeah, but I think his faces are not just the makeup, although that's what he's, I mean, he's the first, like, great makeup artist when you hear right. about it. I mean, he's innovated oh, yeah. so many things. Oh, I, oh, but absolutely. his facial expressions, because he grew up, you know, did movies in the sound era, mm-hmm. they're exaggerated. His face is really kind of rubbery. Well, anyway. Everybody's is. Everybody's like Jim Carrey. That, yeah, that's very. That's yeah. the nature of silent films. But you had to, it had to be broad. Yes. Right. Cheney but his face is so emotive, and you could see his emotional state on his face very readily. And I think that's where at least half of his face has come in. Right, yeah. but I, I still oh, see yeah. uh, Cheney had the most naturalistic of the acting of a lot of the actors in that, too. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, scenes where he's actually, you know, supposedly speaking, but just the way he moves through it, you know what I mean? His, uh, his performances are more subtle in a lot of ways yeah. because you see right. the expressions on his chase, face change. Emphasis, so they're yeah. showing the the emotions, the showing the change. Yeah, and he his mood, yeah, he just, yeah. So there's a reason for that. His his parents, um, if I remember correctly, I think were deaf. So he yes. had to to pantomime and picked up sign language. So that would make sense in in yeah. this in this era of movie making. He knew how to present himself 
to a you know a talky less you know uh, audience um and i did yeah, not know that right. yeah it, it's yeah he he's a lot like i would put him up there with um like harold lloyd or charlie chaplin as far as pantomime and oh, yeah yeah you know um and some of the other greats of that era yeah but uh yeah my favorite scene was when the the little person kicked the little kid in the face. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's just blood running out for making like, fun of him. Yeah, that was awesome. Like, yeah, I think well, I thought later on when the it's supposed to be the gorilla, and obviously chimpanzee, yeah. but then they have like the little a huge kid, one though. It's like seven feet the, tall. Scale set, you know. It's supposed yeah. to like, come in in the back of the truck. Anyway, yeah. I thought that was great. I, I mean, know it was. It was like they made the smaller room for him to come through the door. Yeah, it looks yeah. like he's a seven foot tall giant. I'm like, oh, this chimpanzee looks so fucking huge. Yeah. It's awesome. And there's a scene where Jimmy walks in. There's a chair, or anyway, yeah, the, a chair is beside the gorilla. Then you go back to check. Yeah, anyway, it was just. It, now I, I love I, that. This is this is what i love when we go back and we watch some of these early films and how they um how they did stuff like this like harry earls actually doubled as the as the guy that was holding the door open so when the you know getting the chimp in right yeah. um, he was I, uh, doubling as hercules right wasn't hercules he, wasn't he holding um the 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 back of the cab or was yeah. that yeah. i don't i don't remember but that was harry earls that was standing in for that but i i loved that i'm like it's obviously a chimp right but they do this forced perspective st- yeah. this yeah. shot and these these sets and i'm like yeah so i i in slow I motion yeah and, and, and yeah of the day, you know, chimpanzees were still pretty exotic creatures, you know, right. in 1925. Well, yeah, the whole ape thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, what, the, uh, extremely good use of resources. You know? yeah. well, I exactly. think it, it's, right. it's interesting that the, we have Michel Gondry, uh, the director, who's he did a bunch of uh, music videos, but he also did like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. None of right. the, there was there was no digital effects in most of those movies. It was all forced perspective, like when uh, uh, Carrie goes under the table. That's all this like weird. They show the real set. Um, and the other the other one that they did that with was Elf. Um, oh, all of yes. that stuff yeah. with him and the little kids was all forced perspective. You know, these yeah. which was uh, really interesting. So it, it's something that carries on. Something that you know I think is uh, really interesting and. They said it was way less expensive than going in and trying to do digital, you know, manipulation because they just built the set, shot it, done. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, did anybody watch the sound version of, yes. of this? I didn't yes. know the no. sound. Like, the gorilla yeah. steps out, but... <laughs> oh, oh, you mean, are there certain sound effects or is it like talking? No, no, no. Oh, they... Uh, they it they was, it was, movie, right? was Cheney's only sound film that he yeah. had. Oh, right. no, I've never seen the sound version. It, it yeah. was, um, it was uh, two months. I think he died two months later after it came out. Yeah. Or maybe I uh, did. But yeah, it he was. Uh, just as good in talkies as he was in silent films. Yeah. From- I, I, I thought Is, so. I, does it have I a different thought. ending? Uh, the remake? The end, Are they out in the cabin in the woods? There's that one where they're out in the cabin. Well, they got rid of the whole, the whole gorilla thing. I, it's been a while since I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It, um, it, it, uh, it ends a little bit differently, but comparing the two, I, I liked the silent version better um, because they had to trim some stuff out of the, the, the talkie version that was just physical 
you know, uh, pantomime to to convey the uh, the scene. And I, I don't know. It just I was like, really going to remake this? Uh, OK. And they, they and they changed some of the, the mannerisms of the characters. But I, I thought Browning's version of the original version was better. It was on daily motion. That's where I found it. Yeah, you know what the silent movies, and I don't know if anybody else has seen this. Um, it's the eyes, the way they film the eyes and light the eyes. Um, oh yeah, it it's so eerie. I mean, it's so much different than what you see in regular movies, and yeah. it's funny because that carried over in M. Um, you know, because I think wasn't he a director who came from the silent era? And, and oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And it, I mean, the, it, uh, and it, just the way those eyes look, I, I don't know what they do to do that. It's if they have like eye lights that are specific for that kind of stuff. I yes, don't know. they do. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Right. And they're they're pin lights. Yeah. yeah. The, pin there's yeah. The, they actually do have a. But then, oh, yeah, that's the art and how to use them. Yeah. Telepathic. <laughs> well, it's also, you know, the whole silent era is just the carryover, uh, you know, from stage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll, you know, it's a lot of it is stage, you know, it's just mm-hmm. with the film going, you know, uh, yeah, you can usually see this movie the, as a stage play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh absolutely. It's broken down the yeah. three acts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Browning's background, though, too. And yes. Yes. I think that's what. Absolutely. But yeah, I yeah. also say that's what makes uh, Dracula so boring is because it's <laughs> flat. It, it really is. I mean, it is played like a stage play. And, you know, you just got these enormous yeah. set. Yeah. It is a stage yeah. play. It is. Yeah. It is. I, I mean, don't think is, well, is the there. the book's boring, there, too. Yeah. But, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I said it. I couldn't read it all. I got halfway through. I'm like, this is so fucking boring. I'm done. Sorry. I know it's a great novel and all, but Mary Shelley's Frankenstein kicks this one's ass. Yeah. yeah, it does. But I, I'll say this. I went back and watched all the Universal Monster movies, uh, the whole collection uh, for Halloween. And uh, I actually really enjoyed Dracula a lot more than I normally would. Um, but I'm also one of those people who really like the mummy. <laughs> the, yeah. I know a lot of people don't don't dig the mummy, but I think that's... That's one of my favorite of that era. I love the mummy. Yeah, I like, love the mummy. Yeah. yeah. Karloff looks amazing. The story is compelling. Yeah. Um, the, the whole with the magic and yeah. the whole uh, magical appeal of the mummy that you really gets lost after that movie. The other movies yeah. focus on the terror and the undeadness, you yeah, know. Horror, yeah, yeah, and then the, all the sequels just get consecutively worse as we go, and more and more filler. Yeah, by the end of the, like, by the sixth movie, it's like twenty original minutes and like forty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's that bad. It's like, oh. And Zucko and a fez, and uh, Peter Coe yeah, and a fez. Yeah. yeah, and everything is a tana leaf uh, dispensary. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> My tan yeah. leaves. I'm having my nine tan leaves. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because I've never I've never seen uh, many Lon Chaney movies. So I think the only one I've seen is Phantom of the Opera. Um, so um, seeing this one, uh, I was actually check out some of them. They're kind of fun. Yeah. Well, I just uh, I didn't realize how, how exaggerated his features were. They're just very almost cartoonish, you know. Um, and uh, everybody back back then had bad teeth. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, what's the one where he played the legless? Uh, oh, um, he got yeah. shabby slapped. Is that the one? 
Um, oh. His name was Blizzard, or at least that's what, like, you know, his, that was his yeah. crime, crime boss name. I can't think what. Yeah, I, you know, because I was, like all I was looking. I was looking. I, I was, because after I watched the movie, I started digging around into uh, um, Cheney's uh, kind of repertoire and there there was a there was a photo of him and they how they achieved that effect which was gruesome <laughs> it's like he had his legs bound like that and he would you know have these leather stumps you know, for like for his... 20 minutes and then they would have to uh, unbind yeah, him and like, oh man that's um well, oh, wait a is, they had the set built so he does the whole you know he uses physical guy you know he just yeah. he did all the moving around like that and stuff that was i crazy. found it uh the penalty 1920 yeah yeah but there again it's one of those just bizarre crime yeah so what movie studio made phantom of the opera oh, yeah. that was that universal was universal, universal. Yeah. Yeah. how come that's not part of the universal monsters because it's not considered a <laughs> universal monster mm-hmm. yeah i they, they throw it in there. I mean, yeah, yeah, in the, in the complete use, it is. He's considered part of the yeah the, the of the canon. Yeah, yeah. Because do you guys remember in the seventies, Remco had the Universal Monsters license, and they were making toys for it. And uh, this would have been like what seventy four, seventy five, and uh, the Phantom was one of those. I know I, I had a um, uh, a little Frankenstein. Uh, it was Star Wars figure size um and i i remember that they had the phantom you know you know but he had like the if you guys remember the old star wars figures how they made the capes they were like vinyl that but yeah he had that like darth Vader's <laughs> cape, which i always, always thought was kind of funny but and even yeah the, even the aurora classic uh model kits there was yep. a fan yeah mm-hmm. yeah he's not typically lumped in like the invisible man and his other ones but he's definitely part of it it's yeah. all because it's a silent film. That's the yeah. only reason. Well, yeah. probably. Yeah. And then Hammer, yeah. Hammer did yeah. a, a yeah. worthy remake with Herbert Lom. Oh, yes. That yeah, like you the, know. Uh, that's the first version I remember seeing as a kid. Same uh, here. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, and like growing up in the in the 50s, late 50s, when the this, you know, the shock came out and watching right. all the horror hosted stuff and everything at the same time. I was going to the to the movies and watching Hammer movies. Hammer stuff, yeah. Because that all started coming out at about the same time, you know. Oh, and I, I did. I never really made that association until just the other day. I don't know why. I don't know why. I just never made that, you know. I went, well, fuck, you know, because <laughs> I went and saw them all. It, it, you know, whenever they, whatever came through, I was there. The, you know? the Hammer movies, you're saying, right? Yeah, the Hammer movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what'd you say? Uh, the first Hammer movie you saw on the screen? What'd you think? I, I, I don't. Oh, I loved them. Well, you might no, it, them. they were so different. You know, they were so different than you know. Oh, I can go watch Frankenstein on TV, and oh, it's so great. But then you go to the theater and see this in color, yeah. and and you know, hammer red blood. You know, <laughs> and, and that, cleavage, that was, hammer and cleavage, hammer oh, cleavage. You know, 
getting Thank right you. up into that age, you know, where you know where your cleavage is, you know, kind of becomes a, an important thing. It doesn't <laughs> stop once it that's happens. Doesn't, doesn't, yeah, doesn't, no, no, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I think that's, that's, a funny that's, feeling that's the first. Down that's there. the first. That's the first chance to get up over that hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hills, and that's, I think the hammer. <laughs> hills, the hills. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. You're gonna navigate hammer. in the valley. Yes, you're yeah, gonna have to oh, go yeah, up and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think hammer was the the first like that was television for probably head and fez and i you know the you get yeah, the yes. saturday yep. oh, afternoon saturday I, friday night uh, curse of frankenstein was the first hammer film i remember really yeah. getting into but the first one and it still sticks with me it was my one of my earliest memories is watching the horror of dracula christopher lee the yes. scene where he first walks in on harker terrified me just fucking i mean i was like <laughs> probably four or five you know yeah, it's such yeah. a dramatic build-up and nothing happens the scene cuts but it's the build and the look on his face like oh fucking god and here comes and i knew in my mind i'm already playing out the scene like oh that guy's fucking dead what's, <laughs> uh, what's, you know, but that that terrified me as a kid and the mummy still terrifies me yeah. The, the Christopher Lee mummy, the 1950, was it eight, nine? Uh, yeah, something like a that. Truly, a truly scary mummy. The scene where he's coming out of the swamp, like, still gives me the chills. Uh, yeah. But Hammer. Great movies to great see movies. in the theater, though. Oh, they were God, great yeah, movies to see. And then, and like you said, Gaff, like, I mean, I watched them when they came out on TV again, you know, just, you know, oh, yeah, great. They're, they're just, they become part of the whole lexicon of, yeah. you know, the horror experience. What's the one, uh, is it Bride of, Brides of uh, uh, Dracula that's, that he burns in the, the windmill? Oh, yeah. You know, well, he, Cushing jumps on the one side and pulls yeah. it into a cross, does yeah. the whole washbuckling thing and makes so the shadow of the cross falls on that's the, the that's the I first love hammer. hammer i thought that was that's cool. the first hammer movie i saw i, that, oh, I remember oh, seeing yeah. that one I and like I'm that like, one. a lot of people yeah. don't well, like that one i think that was pretty cool well and it, it's like when you see that first one you're like what the fuck is this because it's nothing like any of the other stuff that you've seen at that point right you know right right so as soon as you see that oh, first yeah. hammer movie yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, Universal and Hammer have such different feels, and that's why I like I, I, I you know, because Hammer is more has more of an authentic feel. You know, it it has that romantic kind of gothic look that Hammer or that Universal just doesn't get. Universal is kind of like comfort food, though, for me. When I want to just cozy up and watch some awesome movies, I'm going to put on the Frankenstein movies and just watch them, you know, or something. Yeah, Wolfman. I, you know, I just I love it all. Um, but yeah, Hammer. Yeah, it's magical. Well, I think the Actually, first. No, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Fitz. Oh, I was going to say uh, Phantom of the Opera, uh, the Hammer version, um, is one of the first I, I remember seeing. Like on, on I, I've said it many times. Creature Feature, WKBD, Channel Fifty in Detroit. Oh, yeah. I, I remember because oh, yeah. there's that. There's that scene where it pulls off the mask, and I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> Why'd you let me watch this? Because <laughs> you've got that hammer—not only you know the red blood, but that saturated color palette. And uh, yeah, I, oh, I always remember, and I, I, and I, I love the Phantom of the Opera movies, but that one, even though it's not the original, it's not the first. That one has a play, a, a fondness in my heart because it, it's like also love Herbert Wom as an actor, and yeah. Uh, oh, and also, toy collectors, Mego has made a uh, Phantom of the Opera with that with Herbert Lum in it. So go on, get it. Cool. And with a face, I saw pull, the- off, face pulling off mask action. Oh yeah, no, yeah. it does. It yeah. has a removable. Yeah. yeah. Oh nice. 
yeah, I had, I, well, I remember seeing it in the theater, you know, uh, and it's funny too, because that really, you know, started stirring some memories. Me and, and probably my best friend growing up were, we, we were more of the movie buffs, you know, our other friends went there because it was a good place to fucking run around and have fun, you know, but we, I remember on the hammers, me and my friend Pat would sit we go in, get our grub, you know, and go sit and sit there and watch the whole movie from, from beginning, getting it, never getting up, you know. And we, get, all of our friends are around, like, come on, man, uh, get the fuck away. We're watching this movie, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 I totally forgot about that, and that was a whole, you know, that and that that all comes part and parcel with the with the Universal release, the Shock, you know, uh, release. Yeah, I, I kind of interesting. I think the the first, like, I, I don't know if you'd call it a monster movie, uh, that took me on a, like a, an actual emotional roller coaster ride, which, because it was so good, was uh, um, The Hunchback from Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame, uh, by Charles Lott. Yeah. That, when I first saw that, which, I was like, I didn't, I'm like, I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm pissed. I'm, I mean, it's like, you're like, that was like the first time I had this, like, huge swings of emotions uh, with a movie. It, that's the mean, one which, with, which uh, movie which one are you talking about the charles lawton one yeah charles lawton yes yeah oh, okay that okay scene, yeah, because that there scene, was a remake okay. with anthony quinn yeah, yeah and um, another one later on yeah with yeah in the 90s with salma hayek right. Char and and charles lawton yeah. charles lawton charles lawton amazing yeah yeah and who plays this in it oh uh shit marino fleming marino hair marino hair yeah yeah plays plays yeah, Esmeralda. Esmeralda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene, I remember watching that, and I remember being physically sickened, and, yeah. and my heart was just gracing the scene where he's on the pillory, where there's where oh. they're whipping him. Yes. It's heartbreaking. I mean, you just watch it, and, and as a kid, I'm like, I, I couldn't understand. I think I felt your rage, Gadfly. Like, why yeah. are they? This is it's just it, it's just horrible. You just first time I think on film you see a, a horrible treatment of another human being. You know, isn't that, that isn't that the same set that they used for the original Hunchback too? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Another piece of trivia: I had that as a model. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Aurora, the Aurora put that out. The Aurora kit, yes. Yeah, and it came with yeah. a little hunchback. Then it hit a, a Pink Panther version with an inflatable hunchback. <laughs> yeah. Look out for the the hinge. <laughs> And then a Marty Feldman one, you know. Yeah, that's right. The switching hunchbacks. Igor. I have the switching hunchbacks. That's right. That'd be a great model. <laughs> yes. Especially if you could move it back and forth. Yeah. 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 Push that your would button. Be awesome. it, you push your button. Have his eyes over. One eye going one it way. Moves. That's hysterical. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> Uh, we should we should definitely do Young Frankenstein sometime. So. We haven't. No. no, I was going to think no, that too. Like I'm thinking, have. no, we yeah. have we done no, Mel we Brooks? Just no. Frank, Young Frankenstein. Like, not at all. More comedy things. Yeah, yeah, we can kind of do a Mel Brooks study. Actually. Yeah, oh, there are so much. many good films and a couple a couple yeah. really awful ones. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but he he pushed it pushed those boundaries, man. Yeah. Um, I I like Unholy Three. This is like the second or third time I've seen it. I I like the premise. I've seen these other things pop up, but I love watching Lon Chaney. Goofy you know, crying. 
Yeah, and and it's a it's a it's a crime story. You've got this all this betrayal going on. I mean, you see the seeds of the things that happen in this movie. It's it's here's nineteen twenties version of Reservoir Dogs. You know, it's just there's all those kinds of like <laughs> infighting and backstabbing. That's true. You know, or or That's usual suspects. I mean, again, like, the usual suspects is unholy is like, the unholy like seven. So too. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, but so all these elements of, of pop, you know, this thing is, has a hundred years of these themes have still kind of transferred over to the films we watch today. So I, I really like it. And I, I like seeing the people from Freaks. I like seeing that Todd Browning is, as a movie person and like knowing that this director likes working with these actors and they have this relationship and they work, they good, do good work together. I, I go there when I watch it. It's more than just enjoying the story. Notice, uh, yeah. The first scenes when they're actually in the carnival or the sideshow or whatever, they're showing yeah. the fat lady. You know, and they're talking, you know, they're just kind of panning around looking at him. But did you see where it was physically hot there where she's just like drenched in sweat right. and wow. just throws everybody else? And it's just like, and she's constantly wiping herself down. Yes. Yes. And that just can, and doesn't that kind of lead to like, I know to me, the atmosphere of seeing all that stuff, mm-hmm. you yeah. start kind of sensing the smells and everything in the sound. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, makes me want a corn dog, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. No, is, I, I like the movie. Or, or an Ethel up here. <laughs> hey, and that's not copyrighted anymore. Japan <laughs> sorry. While, while I'm still in, in, in uh, public. Oh, the most brilliant thing is this, as soon as the copyright went off, they brought out that crazy Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, but I think I, that's brilliant. They, no, it was. People, but they just I mean, those you know, people sat back there and said, let's do this. They were know? making it because it's coming. It had it it's ready coming. to go. It had it ready, had it to, ready go. to go. I yeah. love that. I just said uh, that's that's yeah. interesting. It was a little better. Right there, yeah. Well, have, have well you, no, it could have been better, but that's. It's have any of you so. seen the Banana Splits movie? Yes. Yeah. That's bad, too. It's bad. It is, but it's just it's bad. you're like, who thought this, this would be a good? Yeah, that's, who hurt you? That's why I want to ask the writer, who hurt you? Right, <laughs> <laughs> take this beloved banana splits and make them into current murderers. You know, I get it. I, I could do the Cabbage Patch, but like reverse of Motel Hell. But, but that's where we the, get the Cabbage Patch yeah, but people. Yeah, the Cabbage Patch people. Are doing yeah. the motel hell with other people. That would be fine. So I get it. <laughs> yeah. you know? but they're, they're creepy as fuck to begin with. They are creepy as fuck. Yes, yeah, they are. They are. That yeah. is. It's true. like I, I want to yeah. see one with. There is a, a creep factor. There's a good there. horror story. The guy is burying dolls up to their neck. He's doing the motel hell, but with dolls. That would even be creepier. There's a villain for you. But they'd have to be Teletubbies <laughs> as well. Oh yeah. Those are the demons. Oh, I like the doll idea because you could do some really cool photo- photography where you don't really see that they're dolls for a long time. Oh, you could really you could milk that, you know. <laughs> but at the end, it. but at the end, he's just this harmless guy who buries dolls. Yeah, it's <laughs> dolls. You, you <laughs> think he's this really sinister serial killer? You know, <laughs> he's just running a room. Yeah. Yeah, just, <laughs> the ground yeah. will keep you warm. It's like a blanket. <laughs> I call yeah. it burnt. <laughs> That'll do, Cabbage Patch. That'll do. If it's if it's doing with dolls, who do you have to call to produce the film? Charles Band. Band. Oh, Charles Band. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Burton. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Bird Eye Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that's only if you want a huge Tim Burton I Gordon, right? Yeah, Tim Burton yeah. I Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's the Frankenstein <laughs> of keep, directors. Come and write that down. We need. I, to- yeah, I would totally watch that. <laughs> Another Tim Burton I Gordon movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you like it big and weird. <laughs> yeah. On yeah. Unholy. That sounds priest. like a robot chicken bit. Big and weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's our that's our that's our that's our country band. You've heard of Big and Rich? We are Big and Weird. Big and Weird. Big and weird. Big and weird. Yeah, my favorite part about this movie uh, is the history around it. I, I watched it a second time. Was it uh, last night? And because uh, the first time I watched it, I'm like, what 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 is this? You know. Um, but then I started looking a little bit into the history, and then I thought. I'm not going to look any further because uh, my co-hosts will all like have shit to talk about. And uh, I really have learned, I'm serious, I've really learned a lot about that kind of stuff, which is really cool. Um, I do love the history of film, so anytime that stuff comes out, I'm just so happy and so so interested. Um, yeah, I, all kinds of stuff came up in this episode I had no fucking clue about, which is really cool. Which is good. It's good. I, I also else? love the scene that... The, you can okay. see the the artistic kind of tension that is uh, the drama that's created that you also see in Hitchcock, the scene where the police detective comes over and the little person had you know, put the, the rubies inside of the elephant. And that yeah. whole scene where like the elephant gets, you know, <laughs> yeah. gets knocked over, you know, it's getting closer and he's kind of reaching in and like, you know, trying to get it in the, in the tension, <laughs> especially in the strong guy. He's like, just wanting to go crazy, you know, have a shit of brick. But that scene was really clever. And then the sleight of hand, you see now here's the, the carney helps he comes in the sleight yeah. of hand and like eats like the candy, you know, what pulls the candy out. Candy? Yeah. Cause he picks it up and shakes the yellow finger. Like, Oh fuck. They're made, you know, you yeah. know, they can't be cause there's an hour of the movie to go, but you know, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, but the tension is still really crafted. Well, it, it, it builds, it feels real, you know? And I think that's very Hitchcock took a lesson from Todd Browning. I think in this movie to extend one of my tension. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is where Hercules grabs the little person, picks him up, and runs out and throws him in the truck. <laughs> I love that scene. Yeah. <laughs> Just some odds. There's That's some the odd things. Because he like picks him up by the scruff of his neck. It's yeah, almost like yeah, a, yeah, Like a mama yeah. rabbit or a bit, you know, yeah. carrying a carrying a kitten, mama cat carrying and, a kitten. And it's because he knows he can move faster than that little guy can move. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also writing down we should do an episode on Todd Browning. Oh, yes. Yeah, that wouldn't oh, yeah. be yeah. a bad idea yeah, at all. He's yeah, kind of a fun. weird guy anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of. I also appreciated the the, um, the, uh, the when he was filling in for the birds, Yeah, his ventriloquism, and they, they had yeah. the sound bubbles. On of what the yeah. birds were saying. Hey, yeah. pretty lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, nice. Kind of like, uh, what was that, where Godzilla uses word bubble? I was going to say Godzilla versus Gigan in the Japanese version. They're speaking, and the, and the words come up like a comic book panel because that's part of the storyline. You know, the one oh, the I is think a the, comic I think book the version worse. The version Godzilla! Let's go get them out! It was like, oh no, Godzilla doesn't sound like that. Fuck you. You know, like, oh man. I laugh because it's true. So. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, Godzilla. No wonder you don't talk. It's my that's that's his whole that's his whole problem that's, yeah that's it in life so frustrating what did he say he's gonna eat us oh my god run his atomic breath is i'm over enunciating <laughs> right. someone said hot dogs Andy. is that it unholy Anything three else? <laughs> Watch it if you haven't seen it. If you have seen it, watch it again. Yeah, you watch guys it again. Watch me take a dump. Say. You've been listening to Smooth Duck. <laughs> You've been listening to Radio Smoothie. <laughs> and you have been experiencing... <laughs> Musical equivalent of relaxative. Relaxative. <laughs> Smooth radio in, smooth everything coming out. That may be the the title of w- the episode. W- <laughs> WLAX bringing you the smooth hits all night. <laughs> never ending supply, never ending gush of smooth hits. Welcome to Relaxative Radio. <laughs> That's it. Relaxative. <laughs> Todd Burton I Gordon production. I, <laughs> let me look and see if that's a domain I can get. Coming at you. Oh, uh, that's relaxative radio <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Do we got the domain? You need to snag that name up. People are going to want to buy it from us I'll now. snag it. I'll snag it as soon as we're done. People are going to want to buy it. That's right. No, that's, that's right. right. Nope. We're going to sell it to the highest bidder. <laughs> Your marketing is easy listening. <laughs> smooth listening. Smooth, smooth. <laughs> smooth jazz. Smooth everything. It's like smooth daddy That's uh, right. But uh, in all seriousness, unsane radio dot. <laughs> I'd say, no, go ahead. No, no, no. I want to hear no. you. No. no, I was just going to say, uh, now next, uh, or now coming up, another smooth drop from WLAX. <laughs> Some liquid love. That's right. <laughs> we promise this one's not going to burn. <laughs> I mean, it's a whistle now. Walk outside and open your mouth and you'll sound like a whistle. Sam for your pamphlet. Wipe before standing. Okay, that that all took up the time for Unsane Radio and Tarn Feather. Moving on. <laughs> and don't forget the smooth, silky sounds that are so sweet and soulful as Heavy Metal Horror. That's right, Heavy oh, Metal Horror. Rah, every rah, other Friday on YouTube, rah, 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 right here on Unsane Radio and all the good smoothie things. Now talk about smooth. Here's extra ultra smooth and creamy. We kind of like him because he's kind of squirty. It's the Blue Fez. <laughs> 
I sound like I need I need to go see the doctor. <laughs> we got two on here. Doctor Tar or Doctor Head. Doctor Tar. You're in the right place. Throw me a little Pepto, boys. Need to tighten up. That'd be one or two. It's a little bit of both. Wednesdays. It means web comics, which means we freaks on the Facebooks. W e e f r e e k z. We are back. Check it out. Uh, yeah, and funny and rolling. Thanksgiving's coming up. That's good stuff. They're looking good. They're looking yes. good. They're looking real good. Fez. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because I, nothing... I want them in a compendium. All of them, like in a book. Oh, oh I would buy I, that I have, book. I already have three designed, laid out. <laughs> yes, make it happen. Make it so. Make it so. <laughs> and the bodacious baffle gag will not be seen anywhere. He's gerrymandering. Jerry. Stay tuned to another episode of Dirt Piggly. Tipping <laughs> over my own dirt. Brown spots on the wall by Hu Fung Poo.